0: Welcome to Across the Desk, where we discuss entrepreneurship, small business, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to Across the Desk. I'm here today with my guest, Teresa Berg. Welcome, Teresa. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome. We'll have a a cutesy moment. So um, we were just having our conversation about Glam Jewels, because Monica Graves just has to come up at every opportunity, apparently. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's like, I was going to say the plague, but that's not a very nice word. So she's like dandelion, sunshiny and happy and feeds bees.
1: Well, we can say we're wearing Monica like the celebrities do with their
0: designers.
1: I'm wearing Monica.
0: You are, which is what brought that up because that's you're wearing right. a gorgeous Glam Jewels vintage edition. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying that this is probably the one day for a podcast that I do not have a, a Monica Jewel on because I tried to <laughs> So, so Monica, there you go. There's your shout-out. Um, mm-hmm. So we're here today to talk to Teresa because she is a Burlington-based journalistic entrepreneur and has been ever so generous between Snap Burlington and Burlington Lifestyle Magazine in supporting businesses throughout the Halton, primarily in Burlington, obviously, um, but me in particular. So Thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure. You offer a very valuable service. Um so we're going to jump back a little bit. We've given Monica her shout out, so we're good. We've covered tick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and how did we meet? Well, we met at an information session at Sheridan College in, I think it was 2011 or 2012. Uh, 12? would have been 12. 12. That's I graduated. Right. I had applied to, um, go into the corporate communications program at Sheridan Mm -hmm. and was attending an informational session ahead of attending in the fall. And Elizabeth was one of the students that was there that night to just talk to upcoming students. And uh, she was very informative. And, of course, (laughs) I gravitated towards someone who was a little bit more in my demographic than some of the younger students. We are mature. We are in the more mature demographic. That's right and it was great and we i think exchanged contact information and then just throughout the year she finished up her year i began my year we just stayed in touch as uh
0: it's that as it goes it's yeah it's that mommy bonding that's right mommy plus school bonding
1: that's right it's, it's, yeah, that's not fun so we we could we could commiserate
0: for sure <laughs> right we could celebrate
1: Let's commiserate and celebrate <laughs> yeah. and understand
0: yes yes i'm I, something came up on Facebook, you know, you get those memory, remember what you did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, what year? What year? Well, you're 2000. So four years ago in June will be commencement for me. That's right. Ah! Which is freaky. Um, so yeah, that, that pops up periodically in that, that Sheridan connection, which is very cool. That's right. Um, so we're going to jump back before that because college is great. And okay. I think we've both done that a few times. Um, So, take me back to when when Teresa was a (laughs) little
1: girl. What did I want to be when I grew up? What did you want to be when you grew up?
0: Yeah, other than a a Glamazon, Glam Jewels fanatic.
1: That's right. You know, I didn't have one specific goal from childhood. I know some people do. I didn't know that there were that many different options. I remember filling out my school year's book, and you would check off different boxes. Mm -hmm. And I think I would usually check off teacher or nurse. Although I have absolutely zero inclination to want to be any of those—that's what I wanted
0: to be. I wanted to be an obstetrician.
1: Oh, okay, I just I didn't really know of a lot of different options. Yeah. My mom was home. Um, she had been a hairdresser, and um, I guess I just didn't know of a lot of different options for women, or maybe just didn't think about it. We didn't um, have Google. That's right. <laughs> we didn't didn't know what the possibilities were. So it wasn't until high school where I started to think, hey. I know some things that I'm good at and some things that I like doing, and there's actually jobs. So that's when I got really excited about the possibility of journalism. Cool. And I love to talk, and I love to be on a stage, so that felt natural. But I also love stories, so I love to tell stories, and I love to know what's going on, like, around me and in the world. And so that felt like it would be a really... Good mix. Fascinating career. Yeah. And at the time, I you know didn't know where I'd attend or if I'd attend. Um, I hoped to travel across the country from BC to Ontario, perhaps to attend Ryerson. Was that where are you from? BC. I'm from BC.
0: You are? Are you an excommunicated tree hugger? Or
1: no. (laughs) You know, I've been gone from BC now longer than I lived there. Oh really? I grew up in one house, and I've lived in you know probably a dozen since in that same amount of time. And uh, I think my family still thinks that I'm moving back,
0: but I'm not. My brother lives out in BC. He's actually coming for a visit tomorrow. And I always say, oh, so you're coming home. Mm. Um, so, you know, word to the wise, uh, Christopher has been out in BC for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but to us, mm-hmm. it's still. To the family that's still there. No, here. Like all yeah. our family is here. Okay. He moved out to BC. Yeah. And so I always still think of him as, as well, when you like, this is a temporary gig. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Yeah, same. You, yeah. When are you coming home? Mm-hmm. He's I, I, I'm not. You know? I'm home. Yeah. Well, I'm has, home. He's got his wife <laughs> Jody and uh, and my nephew David out there and ah, damn BC. <laughs> so you you're in high school and you discover this this gift mm-hmm. that you have and the interest. So what happened after high school with him?
1: Um, all kinds of different things. Uh, life takes interesting turns. I met my husband fairly quickly. After high school, Mm -hmm. Um, we dated actually not that long, got engaged, decided we knew we wanted to be together, got married quite young, Mm -hmm. and then started uh, the process of moving to different places. He finished up his education in Edmonton. I worked to support him for the time, Mm -hmm. did some part-time schooling, then he started his career, I continued, we moved. It was sort of a whole um, mixed bag of things happening. I always knew I wanted to finish my degree Mm -hmm. before we were to start a family, so I finished my degree actually in Winnipeg when we lived there for one year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ended up with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater, and uh, then we moved back to Edmonton. I thought, now I'm going to go back into teacher's college because I still had... Didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'd sort of given up on the journalism sort of side of things. I didn't know where to take that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just be a teacher because what else is there for me to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, got pregnant and moved to Ontario and started a family. And a lot of those things got... Three babies later? Yeah, got put put on hold. I always knew I'd go back to school. Yeah. Just didn't know what. And the time had to be right. The kids had to be old enough. Yep. And I had to find the right thing. I had to be passionate about something. And when this corporate communications program came across my eyes, I knew that was it. I knew that That's that was, it was one year. Um, it wasn't the journalism side of things because at that point I realized that wasn't exactly the direction I needed yeah. to be going. Yeah. The communication side um, offered just a lot more possibilities and mm-hmm. secure work. And as it turns out, now a lot of the work I do is really more journalistic than than communications, but it's all tied together, and I find I end up doing both,
0: which is nice because with I and I don't know the journalism life yes. at all. So the the opposite to what you're like the more mm-hmm. hardcore. What I would imagine that's not very conducive to a family. That's right. I don't know. I, I'm completely ignorant. So I don't no, know.
1: that's what I envisioned was starting out in journalism would be traveling to small northern towns for little pay, if you could even get a job. And at my age and stage, it wasn't even a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the, I always looked at it um, through school. We saw journalism and PR communication sort of as two opposite sides of the of the same coin. Yeah. Um. So you're you're either on one side or the other. Although I actually am on both.
0: So apparently you're a dual a dual flipper a dual coin. I don't mean, know what you call that. I'm not sure. You straddle both.
1: Yeah. I've got my you know my toes dipped into both oceans, so to speak. Which is and cool. it's kind of the best of both worlds because I'm passionate about both sides of that coin.
0: So that's very cool. And Plus, you it sounds like you've traveled all across Canada, which yeah. is amazing. So well, that gives you a nice perspective as well on a wide variety of communities and how they're put together. Because most of what you do Definitely. now um, for Snap Burlington and for Burlington Lifestyle is community-focused journalism. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a right thing? I don't
1: know if it's a thing, but it is it is absolutely what yeah. is part of my life. Um, and having moved so many places and having settled here in Burlington mm-hmm. and knowing without a doubt, not just because Money Sense magazine says it's the best place <laughs> to be, I truly believe that in my heart. And that's why we're here. That's why um, we're raising a family here because it really is the best I love community. It. In so many ways, for kids, mm-hmm. there's opportunities for me for schooling. Yeah. Um. A 15-minute drive away, there's opportunities for my husband's work. There's opportunities for travel. There's so many things yeah. here that, you know, would be a little different in other other communities. I love the the small town feel. Yeah. Um. But still having access to everything you need, really, within less than an hour, you have everything you need.
0: And that's I periodically will have a you know a visualization that if you were to take um you had to use them in math and you put the point on it and you drew the circle. And I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. I want to say protractor, but that's not right. um, do you know the little I mean? It looks like a triangle oh, and know. it has like an apex anyway. And, oh, and I often, um, I often think to myself, crikey, you know, if you put that point, um, sorry, just turning off my phone. Cause that's not great. And draw a circle within, you know, a 50, 60 mile radius. Mm-hmm. You can hit everything. You can. You've got culture. You've got nature. You've got wicked food. You have community-based stuff. I mean.
1: Shopping and lakes and hiking and biking. How many festivals? You know, we've got Rib rib
0: Fest, Sound of Music. There's the art in the park. There's, I can't, you'll know far better than I will. I just go. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. You're everywhere.
1: Yeah. No, it really is a great spot for everything you need.
0: So you had recently a really fantastic opportunity to participate in a major historical event, Mm -hmm. which once again, you know, goes on our whole put a dot in Burlington and Mm -hmm. it hit everywhere. So can
1: you tell everybody about this amazing thing that you did? For sure. I uh, signed up to be a volunteer for the Pan Am Games. You did. And I did it on a bit of a whim. I'd heard a bit about it. I knew that the games were coming. Uh, I knew some people that were going to be involved in it and that were signing up. So I did it and didn't really know what to expect or what would happen um just thought it would be a really cool opportunity because i love sport and it was exciting you know to be a part of something so major mm-hmm. and i got in and um turns out a lot of people i know didn't get in for no lack of their skills but just who it knows just there, there was so many more applicants than they needed i obviously had the skill set that was needed at the right time in the right place so i ended up i started out by volunteering um, in January, before the game started in the summer, mm-hmm. I volunteered for about a week at the brand new Milton Velodrome. Oh, the, vel-
0: the, oh, the, the cycling,
1: which yes. you are a member. I have to go back to the list here, but you're a member of the Burlington Cycling Committee, so that's huge. Yeah, so I wasn't a member of the committee at that point. Right. I was getting into cycling at that point, yeah. volunteering at this event, which was incredible. It had all the best talent of cyclists, track cyclists in Canada right. plus there were some international ones so we worked two events two separate weekends mm-hmm. and got to meet all kinds of um, sort of cycling celebrities Did so you to fangirl? speak Admit that you fangirl. Did you fangirl? Well yeah there were a few Steve Bauer one of our most famous Canadian He's cyclists He's a curly blonde isn't he? That's Kurt Harnett Oh sorry oopsie There's another sorry, story so there's a couple we met Kurt Harnett as well um, got to just sort of get to meet a lot of very important people in their world and in their circles and to be around the sport, which sort of ignited, you know, my passion a little bit more for cycling. It got to meet a ton of really amazing people. And then, um, so that was just the beginning of January. And in the summer, my role was, so I was sorry, I was working in in press Mm -hmm. operations. So we had the best seats in the house. You put some pictures on Facebook. In the middle of the track. And so that, you know, the, The spectators are all around the track. We were actually in the middle of the track, the the action going on around us. One of our roles was to go out onto the apron of the track, and you were inches away from cyclists flying by, sometimes at 70 kilometers an hour. And if they were to wipe out, that would have been a huge problem. Thankfully, there were no major catastrophes. There may have been one wipeout, but nobody was seriously hurt, volunteer or athlete. Um, It's as close as you can get to the action without... Sort being on of a being bike, being on the bike yourself, right? Right. So, and then in the summer, I was accepted to be a press op supervisor in Hamilton at the brand new, also uh-huh. Tim Hortons field. field. It was it was Pan Am, the CIBC Pan Am soccer field um, for soccer slash football. So I got to be, and that was an exciting event because that was every single day of the Pan Am game. Some sports were only a couple of days. So Mm -hmm. you might have had just a few days. So it was a multifunctional
0: field. It wasn't just. That's
1: right. But there were, but there were soccer games, soccer, sorry, soccer matches every single day. So I worked about eight out of the 16. Same kind of thing. Got to meet so many people, got to be right in on the action of, you know, these young players, these young athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just so exciting. It was. I remember to see the journalists to see the athletes
0: and see everything I remember the, yeah. you posted a photo and you had a big um, headset on That's right you were up in a it would appear to be a press box or something mm-hmm. so what was that
1: Well there were two different ones one was the the CBC guys operated out of our sort of main area where So the you never connections Holy so, God. yeah, so the, I got to know one of the CBC, or a couple of the CBC guys. One yeah. of them actually was working on contract, and he's from here in Burlington. I still bump into him now and again. Right. And he kind of showed me how everything worked. He put the headset on so I could sort of hear what was happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was fun. And then um, upstairs on the seventh floor was the the actual um, commentators for the game nice, the announcers for the game. So there was the English, the Spanish, and the French, and they all took turns. And I had a connection with one of them. And so I was able to go up there. That wasn't for everybody, but because I had a connection. So I met a lot of the international
0: journalists. People
1: up there. Like it was just really exciting.
0: So talk about getting your foot in the journalism door. Yeah. I mean, both feet and the whole body following behind.
1: That's right. And there was one other thing that came up out of all of this. Yeah. The games put out a call for volunteers who wanted to be more involved on a social media standpoint because there wasn't, volunteers weren't technically supposed to be doing a lot of, um, posting of sort of inside action. That was, I mean, it happened, but it wasn't supposed to be done that way. They put out a call for social media ambassadors and you had to apply and say why you'd be good at it. Mm -hmm. So I put out all my information thinking this is, you know, yeah, I'd probably be good at it, but what are the chances? Anyway, I got it. One of 15 people out of maybe 300 applicants. Nice. So I had a little extra, I don't know what we'll call it, responsibility, but I had a little extra ability to be taking some photos and sharing some stories. It was all about sharing the some of the inside stories while still being respectful of privacy and all that sort of thing um, of the game. So I could take these photos and share them with you know, certain hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, was the Chevrolet was one of the big supporters of that. So I got to meet some other people and get through CBC. Holy Got mackerel. to share some extra neat stories and all kinds of stories to tell.
0: The one thing I, I took out of that, one of the major things I took out of that other than going, oh, that's just so
1: awesome, Yeah,
0: was taking the chance to apply because one of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about um, before the microphone went on was the power of fake it till you make it mm-hmm. and when you're in a communications or journalistic position you might be hesitating you might be nervous but you know what nobody needs to know that's right that whole duck analogy with calm on the top and paddle like Helen underneath
1: that's right so
0: had you not had the courage to screw it to the sticking post and apply that's right I mean um, the opportunities you would have I would have missed out
1: on a whole different perspective of the games. And what's interesting is you sometimes tend to second guess yourself and think, well, was I the right pick? But when I looked and we were connected virtually with with the other social media ambassadors, and there were a handful of us that were gangbusters. Gangbusters, sure. Yeah, we were posting, we were following all kinds, you know, really trying to do the best job that we could really get the stories out there. And there were some that I never really saw anything happen with. And I thought, you know what? Maybe i actually was a great person for that role.
0: Well, you um, proved it. I mean, I so must've, I loved it. And that's probably why they would have had 15. They would have known that out of that that's 15, right. there's going to be some drop off and people might've been enthusiastic mm-hmm. at the beginning. But for you, I think it would have, it would have been really clear what a potential career boon this is as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fantastic project to put into your communications business as having achieved. Having done, that's yeah, right. Volunteer or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's
1: an amazing opportunity. And it's neat to when you're a volunteer, there's less pressure in some ways because mm-hmm. there's a different expectation that you're not, you know, you may be great at what you do, but you might not be the expert. But you're, there's that ability to learn yes. and that grace to, you know, to mess up if, if you do. Um, and then I have the benefit of being my sport was the whole length of the games, so I could, oh the cycling was? Sorry, this was back to the summer, the soccer. Oh, soccer was the sorry, whole sorry. length of the games, uh, where some sports would just lasted a couple of days. This mm-hmm. one was the whole, so I had lots of chances to to get this was to kismet. get the stories
0: out there. It had to be kismet. I mean, for you to have so many things going on, somebody kind of went, okay, there's divine intervention there. Like that's incredible.
1: Yeah. It's really, what it's provided a, you now. Fantastic experience. And it's all confidence building, too, right? Yeah. It's experience, Absolutely. it's confidence. It's, it's you know what? It's going up to people. We, um, the Canadian men, women's soccer coach mm-hmm. and assistant coach, one of whom is John Herdman, and I don't remember, if you're in soccer, you'll know who he is. Yeah. I can't remember the other friendly, to be honest with gentleman's so. name. They happened to be sitting a few rows up from where we were when we had some downtime. Right. And I looked over and I thought, I don't want to ask him. But I'm like, if I don't, I will never have this opportunity again. Yeah. I'll kick myself. So I asked, we went up and introduced ourselves, a couple of us, and asked to take some pictures. And that was part of the, the social media ambassador. We posted some pictures and it was a really neat inside scoop. We were careful to leave them alone because they obviously had work to do. Yeah. Uh, we just took, you know, not even a minute out of their time to take a few photos. And uh if you don't take those opportunities, they may never come again and you'll always yeah. kick yourself. But now I can say, you know, I had that chance to meet him and uh So who I'm sorry, but who is he? his name's John Herdman. Yeah. Um he he's is. the can I, I don't know where it actually stands right now, but he's been the Canadian women's soccer coach for oh, a of years okay. and he's brought okay. them from sort of nowhere obscurity. obscurity a little bit to, you know, they've done so well in the Olympics. Oh, like they won, you know. So this was a a big, this was a big to do. It wasn't all the same players. Uh, Mind you, the, the players that played at Pan Am were not all of their senior players. There were a few. Still a really big deal. An up and coming team and uh, it was very exciting.
0: So very cool. So once Mm -hmm. again, screwed to the sticking post and said, do it. Do it. Do it.
1: Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) If you're scared, might be a good thing to go try.
0: And that's what you have to do. I know when I decided to go back to school, Mm-hmm. It was a huge, uh, two kids, um, one dog. And I know you've got your, she's, your dog is two now. My right? dog is two. She's two. And your oldest, Connor, just turned 15. 15 yesterday. And you picked him up.
1: <laughs> I thought that too. Tried.
0: You succeeded pretty good because yeah, most moms wouldn't, he's second. a lanky,
1: you yeah. know, he's a big guy. I tried, yeah. And so your kids are 15? 11 and 10. Wow.
0: And managing all of that. So two years ago would mm-hmm. have been, 13 nine and
1: eight I think my youngest was in grade two when I was in school grade two grade just got three, seven and grade six something like that yeah, yeah. so
0: what an amazing example you set I hope so to show and I the feedback that I this would be my mature student story um, which you can speak to as well that I mean the deadlines and the stuff that you have to I know and it had been you know a good 20 I've gone to college three times then -hmm and you think I would have known, you think I would have remembered, um, did not, completely had been an employee for so long that the education experience kind of, I guess like childbirth, although I've, I've had C-sections, so I don't know, but you forget. And I got to the end of the year, and you remember what that's like, that crunch time, that, de- yeah, we just both crossed our eyes. <laughs> like, you don't think you'll ever get through it. You don't. You don't. And but I remember my daughter coming to me. She was 12 at the time. And somebody had an older brother or sister sister going to university, was in first year. And I guess the experience that that person was relating was that the first year of university was party, party, drink, drink. And my daughter got her knickers in a bunch, apparently, and turned to them and said, my mom is in college right now. And I'm here to tell you, there is no party, party, drink, drink. There is work your ass off. and She is up until 2 o'clock in the morning to get her projects done and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And I will always be yeah. grateful that she shared that mm-hmm. because I think taking that step as a mature student and giving that example to your kids is such a powerful thing to do because when they go to school, you know, you, they've experienced – you doing that they know you have the chops to back it up mm-hmm. that you can speak to that experience and and know the uh, the positives and the benefits of that journey so that's that's a i think we've both we give
1: ourselves a little pat on the back that's oh, I, I want my kids to know that you are never too old to keep learning yeah, you can learn I'm anything i'm little side note i'm learning to swim Right now, so Very I can cool. do a triathlon. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's probably the one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. I'm a non swimmer. Yeah. I mean, I can float in the water, you know, not in danger of drowning, but I have zero, zero swimming skills and my kids are competitive swimmers. So we are in the pool together as part of this family training right. uh, program. And it's terrifying and it's humbling. And I want to cry sometimes because it's so hard to learn to swim. And I've had seven lessons now, and I can tell you the difference between lesson one and lesson yeah. seven is huge. And I just finally clicked a little bit last night, and I think I'm getting it. Good for you. And so my kids are seeing this. They're seeing mom kind of freaking out and not sure what to do, but overcoming it. I'm going to do it. Good for you. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's massive. That's probably one of the hugest things. I mean, I've gone back to school, which was scary, right? uh, Because it's a year commitment, and it was a huge thing for the family. But I already knew I'd love it, and and I'd probably do okay because I I do enjoy learning in school. But swimming is a whole nother. (laughs) Good for (laughs) you.
0: But that's Mm -hmm. a major, and that's you know, as an entrepreneur, you face stuff all the time. And when you get these life lessons under your belt. I think all those can do is help you do better in your entrepreneurial role. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I use this expression. It's, it's a bit crass and I apologize, but I usually say, you know what? I've crap bigger than this to just to put stuff into perspective when somebody's Mm -hmm. freaking out over whatever. That's right. Seriously. Have you not crap bigger than this? Mm -hmm. I'm sure at some point in Mm -hmm. your life, something worse has happened Mm -hmm. and not to put a negative spin on it at all, but to say, just take a moment, take a breath, take a step back. Look at what you're doing. You know, like I, I shot a video, a quick video today because yesterday. So at my office is, um, is going into hibernation for a little while. And I took a video because the, um, you came when it was full and people were here mm-hmm. and furniture and now you're here and it's like an echo chamber. And, uh, it was weird yesterday, but today I was able to shoot a video and say, I'm so glad I did that. That's right. And when we graduated, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to cry. I walked across that stage. You remember walking across that stage and Andy's standing there and Sandy McCain, the uh, assistant dean is standing there. And the only reason I was emotional was that my kids were watching me do this. Yeah. And Sandy leans off it's an emotional day, isn't it, dear? It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: it it means something to everyone who's going across that stage, but there's a whole nother level of awareness and knowledge of what we had to do to get there. Yeah. There were yeah. a lot of sacrifices. There were a lot of challenges. Ooh, I'm Again, makeup. <laughs> everyone had them, but yeah. there was just this huge sacrifice of a year yeah. and, and the family support. But and that prepared kids. me for now. Yeah. Stepping up and
0: it prepared me. And I know, yeah. so you're now operating Teresa Burke Consulting. Communication. Communication.
1: Why did I say consulting? I did that the other day.
0: I screwed up the word. Anyway. Um, but when we were talking mm-hmm. when you were at Sheridan, you had started volunteering with SNAP. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how that came together because that has yeah. now progressed.
1: For sure. So about five years ago when I was starting to think about heading back to school, I knew that I needed to start getting my brain and my – mind into a different sort of mode you know other than being at home with the kids I was working part-time at a coffee shop which was great Uh, so I was looking for opportunities just to get myself out there and getting some Mm -hmm. new experiences my schooling felt outdated Um, I graduated just as the internet was really taking off so I really felt like I didn't have current skills or understanding of of the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty much So I stumbled upon a publication called Snapped. Uh it was a it's a community, it's a franchise paper Mm -hmm. um in almost every community here in Ontario and a few across Canada. And it's a monthly publication. It covers all the great news stories that take place in the community each Mm -hmm. month. And it's supported by advertising. Uh the photographers go out and Mm -hmm. cover events of grand openings and fun fairs and garage sales and charity events. People
0: people can also submit their if they've registered their that's right event so, yeah. Yeah. so they
1: the community submits their events and uh, the paper would cover as many as as they could so i got in touch with the the owner of snapped burlington and he took me on as a volunteer to cover a few maybe you know five or six events a month mm-hmm. um, the ones that i wanted i could choose from the ones that were submitted and i started going out to events i had no photography training but i had a decent enough camera and all that was required was you know to take gripping grins yeah you know to be able to set up the shot and um sort of the automatic setting was was all we really needed Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of networking it was a lot of meeting people it was bumping into the mayor I always tell the kids I shot the mayor today (laughs) we always had fun with that you know it was just a lot of meeting different people
0: yeah
1: and gaining confidence to go up to people uh VIPs and non-VIPs, I mean, everybody's a VIP, yes, but uh, officially, non-officially, to ask to take their photo, making sure you get their name, and then telling the story. So I got to do a bit of everything, I got to meet people, talk to people, take their photo, do a short um, piece, just a short oh, write-up yeah. summary of the event. You know, It wasn't you know? investigative journalism by any means. Uh, it was talking about what happened and trying to keep it, you know, really, really interesting to read. So I started doing that and loved it. Mm. and always thought, oh, I feel like I could do more for the paper because I already was understanding how my mind worked towards editing and proofreading, and I couldn't read anything without finding errors.
0: Drives me bananas.
1: Yeah, and and I, oh, yeah, yeah. I was asked at one point, do you not just read for enjoyment and to find out? I'm like, I do, but I can't help they but jump notice off the page. it. And I want to fix them, and I want that publication to to do better. So yeah. that's where I realized that – Editing was a huge, huge, I guess, passion of mine yeah. and also something I'd, I'd be probably pretty good at. So there wasn't really an opportunity to do that with Snapped at the time. Yeah. And then once I was finished school, I had to make a decision. Do I want to continue um, in this volunteer role? How, what do I want it to look like? And I was I didn't want to give it up, but I knew I'd only have so many hours in the day. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's when the job opportunity came up. Talk about timing. The timing was so unbelievable. It's hard to believe. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Hence, unbelievable. Okay. And then I happened to find the job description. It wasn't, you know, why we advertised, but I did find it on Facebook. Thought it sounded just about perfect, but of Mm -hmm. course, you know, tend to second guess myself. Applied, ended up getting the job, and that was almost three years ago. And it allows me to do... So you're the community editor, correct? So I'm the editor slash community coordinator. Okay. Um, but I, I do quite a few different things. So I, I still do cover some events. Mm-hmm. I take all the events that are covered by our different photographers and salespeople in the community, mm-hmm. and I make them all look pretty. I make sure everything looks good, that the write-ups are edited properly, and everything follows a certain standard and style guide and that sort of thing. Right. I also um, put together... Um, a list for the whole year of community contributors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so people like our mayor, fire chief, or police chief; those types of people contribute a letter. We get one a month. I coordinate that, and make sure those are submitted. Nice. There's a variety of different things. So you
0: coordinate um, with our chiefs of staff or generally head communi- communications, communications yeah. person. That's right. Yeah.
1: So that's that's been a fun project, a lot of work, but once that's gotten going, it's been really enjoyable and you know good feeling to have, have gotten that together. Right. I also do social media for the paper, so and so I'm I have this role for Burlington, Hamilton, Saint Catharines, and Niagara Falls. Holy mackerel! So it's not just my community paper, although obviously I'm based in Burlington. Um, but each the the four papers are owned by the same people, but uh, obviously the, they're all run the separately. First, yeah. mm-hmm. And so I do the social media. So I do um, some Instagram for a couple of papers. We do Facebook. There's Twitter. Um, you know, just posting photos, posting, um, promoting some of the businesses that we feature in the paper, mm-hmm. and that part is I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it can be a lot of work, mm-hmm. but you know, it's as a the benefit great of the way community. to reach out and yeah. have conversations with the community as well.
0: And that's I I have listed a ton of events um, in mm-hmm. i Have done so for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I run speed networking events with Sharon Ritchie of the Influence Factor. So we always post them in there um, and my, oh I forgot to put my healthcare networking group, shoot, uh, we're at deadline Wow, today. It's May 11th, I should probably do that, so we'll on. but that's, that. it's been terrific um, because it's also online, mm-hmm. so as far as a, a service for businesses within, not only is it a great place to advertise, but if you're mm-hmm. hosting a fundraiser, if you're hosting a gala, if you're hosting mm-hmm. anything you know, that's obviously community-based, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I mean, and you're yes. really engaged on Twitter as well. So when when somebody, like I always try and go on and, and thank Snap for their coverage and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and you immediately, you are, I'm assuming it's you, um, go on and engage, which then provides mm-hmm. more coverage for what you're trying that's to do. That's right.
1: You're supporting us. We're supporting you. It's this kind of give and take, but – you know, we're we're not in competition. No, not you know, at all. You know, it's this great, you know, let's work together and help each other out and grow together. Agreed. Agreed. And what's neat about Snap, too, is we'll go out and cover the, you know, the Sound of Music or the Rib Fest, which mm-hmm. are, you know, tens of thousands of people, or yeah. the big charity runs, the huge galas that raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for hospitals and charities. Yeah. We'll also cover the little girl who's hoping to raise $300 uh, through a lemonade stand because her grandma had cancer. Aww. You know, like we do, we do that. But we that's do, what a community is. We go to a senior's home and somebody's celebrating their 106th birthday. You're in the paper. You, you, you know, should be. Such a great. Good for you. And we cover businesses being yeah. open. We love to include that. We, I mean, some events don't work out that great. The photo opportunities just may not present themselves. Yeah. And others, it's impossible to narrow down which ones you're going to use yeah. because there's so many amazing stories happening in this community agreed agreed and not everybody knows about them although if you would read snapped and look online you would know about a lot more of them for sure (laughs) dang it um
0: but it's and you've got to really and i know this isn't you know a rah rah snap part but for both of my businesses over the last two years i have found it invaluable um and have greatly appreciated it and the other um publication that you periodically work with is the Burlington Lifestyle magazine, mm-hmm. pardon me. And um, I was fortunate for you to reach out and, and ask about
1: coverage for that as well. Did mm-hmm. you want to touch on that? Or? Yeah, I'll touch on that. It's um, a website and a Facebook page for the most part, Burlington Lifestyle. You know, there's no sort of print publication. It's all online. It's basically a community that anybody who's looking to learn more about Burlington can come to, you can find all kinds of different posts on whether you want to learn about the Royal Botanical Gardens or what's happening at Mapleview Centre, like sort of things that sort of the evergreen content of what makes up Burlington, like what do I need to know about Burlington, the different festivals, and so there's current stuff that we blog about, Um, there's stuff that you can find in the past, you can learn about the neighbourhoods and sort of the real estate aspect of Burlington. Mm -hmm. And, um and one do business thing, profiles. Yeah, well, that's one thing I started was I have a number of friends that are entrepreneurs. And I thought, what a great way to let a large group of people, there's over 11,000 people engaged on the Facebook page mm-hmm. or, you know, that like the Facebook yep. page. And there's actually quite a high engagement from what I can tell. And I thought, what a great way to let people know about these great small businesses just starting mm-hmm. out. Yep. And so I would create blog posts like sort of a... Question and answer, mm-hmm. and I would introduce the Burlington lifestyle community to, you know, ex whoever, mm-hmm, <laughs> whichever right. entrepreneur that I was featuring. So we, uh, a tea company and a lingerie company, and we did your, uh, yeah, my both office, businesses, which was great. I've done a you know, fitness facility, like there's been. Oh, Glam Jewels, yeah. absolutely. Monica Graves, um, she was on Another there. Another shout-out. That's Woo! right. Good so there's um, a massage therapy clinic. Like There's there's an unlimited supply of these types of biz- businesses and entrepreneurs here in Burlington. Yeah. I don't know them all. Um, we'll you never mentioned. get to all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just a neat way to put their face in front of people, and it's it's a great vehicle for that.
0: Oh, agreed. I agree. And I was – absolutely bowled over and it, it drove traffic to my website and it drove mm-hmm. engagement and have you. So yeah. Was, one of
1: my success stories, well, I, I, not that I take the credit, but one story that I just love is I did a post on 10 reasons why I love metabolic is the name of the gym where I had been working out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's high interval intensity, high intensity interval training is, mm-hmm. is what you do there. And somebody read it that morning that it was published and the owner, Ashley, came to, you know, I talked with her, I think, later that day or the next day. And she said, by 10 o'clock that morning, she had someone that rolled their self out of bed, had been feeling not so great, got there, bought a membership because they'd read this post on Burlington wow. Lifestyle. And she was so thrilled. I mean, we don't know about all the other people and, you know, okay. the other connections, perhaps. But that was one story that's always stuck with me mm-hmm. that um, you changed somebody's life. Who knows? Nice. who knows where she is today I don't know who it is um good That's for cool. the business good for that person makes me feel great one win
0: <coughs> win win
1: yeah definitely win 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 win
0: win 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 so we're just, I'm just going over your list here because you sent mm-hmm. me this fantastic list of um, of stuff that you're doing so we've I think we've actually covered quite a bit of it but the mm-hmm. one thing that you're also doing is uh the refugee sponsorship committee mm-hmm. which is kind of cool so if you want to we can we've got about five minutes left sure i can touch on that if you want to touch on that too sure because you we've talked about so Burlington lifestyle snapped freelance writer for our homes and what is this indiana In- oh, thank you um apparently i can't read and the burlington cycling committee and i watch your journeys on facebook mm-hmm. and i have to tell you my bum hurts just thinking about the miles that you've clocked on that bike so quite
1: a few whew. Yeah, well there's two. So two parts. I guess the Burlington Cycling Committee that's um that's actually a committee of City Hall. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an official city committee position. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's volunteer. And I just joined that about a month ago. I've attended my first official meeting and it's a way to put my passions for cycling into even a little bit of advocacy, mm-hmm. getting out in the community, encouraging cycling, getting people, you know, can be some divisive feelings about Cycling in the, in the community on the, road, yeah. on the road. So, you know, we're not going to get into all of that. I'm excited to just have a chance to, you know, grassroots, ground level type difference. You know, you can't just decide you're going to make a change at a, at a federal level. Yeah. Whereas these are the sorts of places that you can actually affect change. Effect change. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. So that's been very cool. The refugee sponsorship, that's something that came up uh, through my church. A group was getting together to see how we could, Sponsor and help a family. Mm -hmm. And um, there were some different roles they wanted to put together on this committee. I felt like I had no skills in, you know, medical or education. Um, Didn't think it would be a whole lot of help. Certainly not in the budget. Mm -hmm. Because I don't do numbers so much. I do words. Mm -hmm. And they needed somebody to be their communications lead. So I put my hand up. That's perfect. That involved... Some social media involved a lot of public speaking, actually, in front of the church on a Sunday morning, you know, mm-hmm. 300 people um, just getting up there and letting them know what's going on and how they can help. We had huge success. I was blown away by how quickly we raised the money we needed mm-hmm. with minimal effort, basically right. a link online, and people were 100% behind. They wanted to help. They wanted to support. And so it was neat to be a, just a small part of that whole
0: yeah. so has the family come of, over They or?
1: arrived at the uh, beginning of March and they're settling in well and we're still quite involved with them and were from Syria been, or that's right yeah. yeah from Syria so it was I mean there's lots of challenges and could we find housing and think it was amazing to see how things came together you know really down to the wire at times mm-hmm. uh, but it was very exciting and uh, it's you know I, I hesitate to say it's a complete success story anything can change but so far we've been Mm -hmm. thrilled with
0: um i'm sure they are equally thrilled that you they've been
1: very happy they can't believe the the gift it's all a gift for them yeah and it's just it's been a neat way to reach out beyond even our community as much as i love burlington and supporting people here in burlington it's neat to widen your perspective and see Mm -hmm. what the needs are in the world around you Mm -hmm. and i think that's a huge part of being not just an entrepreneur but Being a person in your community. Very true. Um, with the, you know, the gifts and the, the opportunities that we have, um, to help people around us, obviously, but even into the, into the greater world, I think, you know, we Mm have, we have so much here. How can we not help? I, and extremely
0: true. And I mean, you've been very, um, fortunate. It's not the word because you've worked hard for what you've been able to achieve. I mean, you put the work in for school. You put Mm -hmm. the work in to get into the Pan Am games and, be a part of that team and your role with Snap, you're like, you, you put the time in. It's not been handed to you. No. And, and that's something that I think, sorry, I just had a moment. Um, people need to remember. I'm just, right. I'm having a moment where I don't think I've done what I think I was supposed to do. Achievements or proudest moments are really my fault. Hmm.
1: And you can choose I more than one. A couple of things that come to mind. Um, and going back to school was, was huge Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful I did it. But one of the things, two of the things that came out of school, and I don't talk about it a lot because I, I'm somewhat proud of it. I I don't like to be prideful or whatever. Um, one thing I achieved was I received the silver, it was called a silver medal, although it's actually the only one they give out for the Sort of the top student in the program. Oh, good for you. And I was able to achieve that. And I was actually pretty proud of that. So it was grades and involvement and in that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of that as well. And this is also something I, I almost never bring up. Um, the program had nominated me for a national CPRS. That's the, the PR award.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, um, Our team got one of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this was the national one. There, there was the, the local one, mm-hmm. and then there was a national one. Wow. And I didn't end up winning it, but he said he doesn't typically, um, nominate this someone. This was Andy. Yeah. Yeah. He said he doesn't nominate someone every year. So he felt that I had earned, um, Good for you. A, a nomination. So I didn't win someone else across Canada, but I would have had a chance to go to Ottawa potentially. Yeah. You know, But even being nominated, yeah. I would,
0: it's like an Oscar.
1: It is. And I'm just a thrill to be nominated, but I've never really been nominated for anything. So the fact that he thought that was worth, he put in the time to put a letter together. Right. And uh, so I was pretty thrilled with that. That's amazing. So then he also said, he had a little meeting with me right at the end and he said, I like, I've got nothing, something like this is, I've got nothing for you. You're, a, you're a better writer than I am. So you said wow. something to that effect. And I think that was probably one of the greatest things that's ever been said to me.
0: That's so, because I mean, Andy, I mean, to give you a little bit yeah. of background, just perspective, how huge that statement is, is that um, Andy was our program director, uh, mm-hmm. Andy Cox he was an equerry to Her Majesty the Queen. He was a high-ranking press uh, person for the army yeah, and public was affairs yeah. all over the world. Um, all over. Where was he? He was in um, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So he's done some major, major yeah. communicating on behalf of huge international organizations and the royal family. Yeah. So for him to say that to you
1: is own that. Yeah. It was Pretty amazing. Yeah. It was a pretty exciting moment for me.
0: I bet he never forgot to plug the microphone in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows?
0: <laughs> Who knows? Probably not so. Though.
1: Yeah. So those would definitely be some highlights.
0: That's terrific. That is true. That's true. I, see, now I'm learning more stuff. And every mm-hmm. time I sit down with somebody I think I know, mm-hmm. there's always things that pop up that. Yeah. Those make ones me go. don't
1: come out uh, in a regular conversation.
0: Wow. How do you slip that in? Right? You're like,
1: oh. So, you, by the way, <laughs> I'm awesome. And here's why. Yeah. Um, but you know what? All that to be said, you still have to keep working. And I can have all those crazy things that have happened, but I still need to work hard for a paycheck or to, you know, get someone to publish yeah. an article. You know, there's still, oh, all that can mean nothing. It's all the grind. But it's to, it, it's a confidence builder really is what it is.
0: That's incredible. Uh, for
1: the most part.
0: Cool. That's very cool. Um, sh- uh, I should be able to talk about, <laughs> sorry, you <laughs> put a note in your email here and it said, I should be able to talk about any or all of the above for about five hours. That's right. Which would be cool, except we're going to wrap up because we've been going for 45 minutes. And hard to uh, believe. Hard to believe. But thank you very much for coming on board and sitting around mm-hmm. the desk today. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. And Teresa also, we'll have all the, um, Cause I know you have your own website and, and what have you. So we'll attach all that to the blog post so people can check you out and.
1: Sure. Sounds
0: good. See what's going on. But thank you very much everybody. And. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome.